Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. I am so excited to be back. The holidays are my favorite time of the year and I had one of the best Christmases and New Year's that I have ever had in my life. It is important that as we are living in the world that we utilize what we have and make the best of it. Some of us are so busy trying to force things into a square box when it is round that we are not able to live in the excitement and the joy. With that, I want to say Happy New Year again and I want to say that we are going to have a good year spent unpacking, unlearning, and doing our very best. And even if you fall down, that's okay. The goal is to get back up, assess, and continue on the journey. So again, thank you to those who have been on this journey from the beginning. And thank you to anyone who is listening for the first time. You can always go to runonthoughts.com to pick your podcast person, whether it is iHeart, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and you can click the links and you can listen, SoundCloud, and you can pick the links and you can listen from there. Remember that we have Hey Help, that's at um, think at runonthoughts.com if you have any questions that you want me to ask. Now, Many people are listening and many people that I know call me and ask me a lot of questions, but none of you people, and you know who you are, seem to be emailing questions to the actual podcast email address. Use it. Thank you. Now, I want to say welcome. Welcome to season six, episode 10, okay, not to be okay. This episode aligns with the episode where we talked about feel what you feel, but this is a little different because the focus is going to be on toxic happiness, toxic gratitude, toxic positivity, right? So are you guys ready to unpack this? I never really thought about this, but you know, as you're out in the world and you're reading and you're studying and you're learning and you're observing, you come across these new topics and these new ideas. And this is not a new idea because, but sometimes we have to give words and phrases and a description to some of the things that many of us or almost all of us have experienced or have seen in our past and our lives, right? I believe that this toxic happiness and toxic positivity is one of the things that many of us have grown up with, especially if you are poor and or religious. I hate to tackle the people who are religious, but Even if you're trying to experience something positive, when you don't know any better, you can really be giving people something that is negative. And one of those things is toxic happiness, toxic positivity. And what is that? Exactly what the freak is toxic toxic positivity? Well, it's the excessive, 
an ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. The process of toxic positivity results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. Where the hell have we all experienced this? As a young girl growing up, it's I constantly tell you guys that I lost my mom early on. But I don't know if I've ever shared the fact that we never really talked about it. My mom died and life was just supposed to continue on. I got a bedroom, it got painted, I got enrolled in school, I got new clothes, I got enrolled in dance school, and you were just supposed to be grateful and move on. So many times in many of our lives, when something bad happens to us, we are told to be grateful. I hear this a lot with poor people, I hear this a lot in movies. Say someone wants something and someone said, you need to be grateful for what you got. Someone is feeling sad and someone's saying it could have been worse, or someone is saying that I've heard it. It's saying you could have broke your toe. It's like, it's a form of gaslighting, right? Because what you're telling the person is that what they feel is not valid, right? Because you have decided. The other person has decided that it could always be worse. And the truth is, it could always be worse. And it could always be better, right? The future has a past. The past has a present. But the truth is, why are we never allowed to deal in the right now? right? Why are we never allowed to deal in the present? In the present, I am sad. In the present, I am having a feeling. In the present, it is okay not to be okay. And that is a problem with toxic happiness, toxic positivity, toxic gratitude. The toxic part about this is that it's not real. It's someone forcing you back into a box that you are not in, right? Maybe after you deal with the said emotion of sadness or anger or whatever it is that you're experiencing, maybe you did bad on a test. Maybe you did bad. Maybe you did something wrong. Maybe you broke something, whatever it is that there is a truth that lies in that experience, but the world is telling you to invalidate that experience. Do you know what I'm saying? And that makes you feel wrong. It makes you feel unseen. It makes you have to leave all of these feelings inside and that you're, this is why people usually can only have two feelings. It's either anger or joy. And the truth is that you can't even healthily, I don't even know if that's a word, experience anger or joy if you're not lying in the middle of the other stuff that you are feeling, right? Feeling what you feel is the process of saying, where am I right now, right? Sit in it. No, you shouldn't sit in it forever, but you do have to understand that it is normal, it is normal. So many times, like, I remember, right, going to church. And you hear people say, just pray. God says pray, and he'll make it all better. And I have a friend, wink, wink, she know who she is, and she suffered a great loss, right? And in that great loss, many people she was raised in a religion that said, if you pray, God will take away your pain. And y'all already know that I know this not to be true. Even though I believe in prayer, 
even though I believe in the law of attraction, even though I believe in having good thoughts, right? But I also believe that there is a reality that none of us understand. There is a universal energy that none of us understand. We all like to think that we know everything and the truth is that none of us know shit. But what I can tell you is that from life experience and from observation, I realize that as humans, we have far less control than we think, right? And even though prayer is beautiful, even when she prayed and she prayed with all her heart and all her might and all the lessons and all the tools that she had been given, God still made a decision that he was going to do what he did, right? And that made her angry. Not just angry for the loss, right? Angry at the idea that I believed so it should be because this is what I was taught. So, and when that happens, what is happening is that you are not able to prepare for grieving because the world has told you that if you do this, A will happen. And when then A doesn't happen, you feel cheated, cheated in the loss, and you feel cheated in the idea that you did the right thing. There's this notion that if you do the right thing, everything will work out the way you want. And that is not altogether true. And even though I believe that if I pray, if I put out positive energy, if I put out the words that the universe wants to hear, I will get back what I return, what I put out there. I do believe this, right? To some extent. But like all things, there is a journey. There is a journey. It doesn't mean that if I ask for the great job, the great job is going to be sitting on my doorstep tomorrow. There is a life journey. There may be some ups, some downs. Life has this highs and lows. Life is on a scale, right? You may have some negative experiences that are not really negative because if you learn from them, then it was positive, right? Life may have some positive experiences, but if you don't learn from them, then what is it, right? Life is about living. And while you're on this journey of living, on this journey of discovery, you are going to be feeling all kinds of things. And so many people are so afraid of dealing with how they feel on the inside that they do not give us the freedom to simply be and to not be okay. And it's crazy because toxic positivity is actually shallow, right? You're not really that deep because you want to be happy all the goddamn time. None of us can be happy all the goddamn time. And that even goes for me. People tend to believe that I am happy all the goddamn time. And that is a farce. It is a lie, right? And I don't even want you guys to be listening to me and to be out in the world and to believing that that is so, right? This was a process. This was a process of unpacking and unlearning behaviors. And this was also a process of me learning who I am and learning what works for me. I can say that when I first started, I was experiencing high levels of toxic happiness because I did not want to deal with my mom's death and because I was never taught or given the tools to deal with my mom's death. So life just went on and you suppressed all your feelings 
And I am sure that it is one of the reasons why I do not, I am unable to express outward affirmation or outward levels of affection because that is not something that I have learned. I did not come from a family once I moved in with my father's family that was expressed love through hugs, kisses, I love yous, and all of those kinds of things. But when I became a mom and the fear of motherhood left, I wanted to be happy for my son. And I can tell you guys that I might have went into a tunnel vision of happiness. And I know for a fact that it wasn't positive happiness because I was working at a bank. I got fired. It wasn't my fault. There was some money missing, not physical money, y'all. It was on paper. And because I had come to the bank with another woman from another bank, they just assumed that we were together and I was fired. I was so scared. But my toxic positivity went outside in the rain, made a decision that I was not going to be able to cry because I needed another job and that I would cry after. So here I am controlling the situation, controlling how I feel, deciding that I have to put these feelings and emotions in a box. Many of us do this without so much outward action, right? Here I was suppressing how I felt because as a young black single teen mom, I did not have the freedom or the license to feel these other things. And that is another thing that I think that is happening with my people especially, and with all people, right? We're living this life, we're running the rat race. And in this rat race, there are things that you gotta do. And if you are doing things that you gotta do, sometimes life doesn't feel like it has afforded you the space to fall down, the space to fall apart, the space to be and to feel and to not be okay. Some of us got to be okay all the fucking time and that in itself is draining because the truth is we're not okay all the time. No matter how many smiles people put on, we are not okay, right? And it's crazy because I see parents do this to their children. And it was done to me, and I'm sure that it was done to you guys, but you're at the dinner table, and maybe you don't like something. You don't like the okra. And you say, ooh, I don't like the okra. And your mother says something like, oh, there are children who don't even get okra. There are children who don't even get food. You guys remember that big one when you say that I don't like something, and your mother says, people in Africa don't have no food. I am sure we all heard this stereotype about Africa. That is not true. Like all places, there are poor places, there are middle class places, and there are rich places. But we take a whole mother effing continent and decide that the continent is poor. Ain't that some shit? But anywho, back to my story. But we all heard that. We're not validating the fact that we don't like the okra, right? Maybe I have to eat the okra because this is all my mother has and my mother is strict or parents are strict or whatever the case may be. Having to eat the okra in no way means that I like the okra, but you need me to say that I like the okra or be grateful for the okra. I'm not really grateful for the okra. I don't like the okra. I want to feel how I feel. It doesn't mean that I don't have to eat the okra. It doesn't mean any of these things, right? Or like, if a child wants to do something or if you, anything, anything that the child wants. If a child comes home and the child says that, you know, somebody was, um, or I, oh, I had, to, here's a good one. 
Oh, I had the bus passed in work and I had to walk five blocks. And your mother says, oh, when I was a child, I had to work 50 blocks. And then your grandfather said, oh, when I was a child, I had to walk a thousand blocks with no shoes. And it's just the, 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 the torturous, the, the levels of victimization and the levels of experiencing and living in poverty and shame. I see that so much when people who live in the perceived ghetto or hood, it's like they get a sense of joy from struggling. Struggling becomes empowering, right? Like you begin to thrive off of and build a sense of identity around struggling. And it's like, what the fuck? Why are we getting validation from this idea of struggling and being grateful for the struggle, right? And then I get it. You want your children to know that they didn't have to struggle as much as you had to struggle. But the truth is, we can't invalidate their experience, right? Because they can't step into your shoes. They have no idea. They have only a visual a visual of the storyline that you have painted, right? They're just because my struggle is as painful as the journey that I have traveled on. Your struggle is as painful as the journey that you have traveled on. But I don't get to invalidate your experience, right? I don't get to say that my feelings are more than your feelings because feelings are personal. Feelings are what live inside of you and we all get to live in a world where we should feel validated. Just validated. It doesn't mean that people agree with us. It doesn't mean that they're going to see things our way. It doesn't mean that they did not have a, a, a shared experience or a greater experience to them. Right? But this idea of forcing you, because I don't even think that they realize that they are forcing you into a place that you are not really at. And so what that does is undermine how you feel. And when someone undermines how you feel, you don't get to deal with how you feel. You don't get to deal with not being okay. And then you got to tread through life. You got to keep going. And that is not fair, right? And guess what? We see all of these things about mental health. And toxic positivity can aid in feelings of inadequacy. It can aid in how people feel. And it also is the delusional state, right? When we see people who have died and or who have committed suicide and yet we think that they were happy. And I think part of the reason why we think that they were happy is because they were existing in toxic positivity, right? They always had a smile on their face. This toxic positivity can pose a serious threat to emotional stability. I read somewhere that it says, like, just like substance use turns into abuse when it begins to interfere with other parts of your life, positivity can become toxic when it is forcefully used to downplay, delegitimize, and undervalue negative emotion. So that's what we're seeing with people who get on TV, stand up tall, and smile. It's an act. It's a fucking act. People are acting happy in part because they have no idea of how to deal with not being happy. 
because we are continually invalidating them when they share with us that they do not feel okay. I am sad. All right. Better days will come. I'm not happy. You need to be, I don't like my job. Well, you people who need a better job, you're grateful that you got a job. I didn't say that I'm not grateful to have a job. I said I'm not happy at this job. I would like A, B, C, and D. Right? I know that right now I may not be able to quit, but validate the fact that I said that I am not happy. I have the right to not be happy. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have the right to not be happy. Signs of toxic positivity in our daily lives, right? These are people who dismiss all negative thoughts. This is not healthy, people. Please stop doing this, right? Because when you dismiss something, the truth of the matter is that nothing leaves us, right? That's another thing about energy, which is why... I'm confused about what that means. I'm confused about the law of attraction. I'm confused about God. I'm confused about it all, right? Because sometimes it feels like none of it makes sense. But I do know that when you have an emotion that you have not dealt with, or when you have anything that you have not dealt with, it doesn't go anywhere, right? It sits, it lies dormant, and then you add other things onto it. And then that is the actual baggage that is what we are talking about. That is what I'm trying to aid you guys in unpacking. The fact that we keep adding shit to the luggage. We keep adding shit to the baggage. We keep dragging this shit on the journey of life because we are suppressing it, right? We are dismissing these negative thoughts. And dismissing it is not dealing with it. Brushing the shit underneath the rug is not dealing with it. It doesn't go away. The rug is piled high. You see it. And then what happens is that now when you think you may need to unpack it, now you got a new fear because the pile is so high that you don't even know where or how to begin. Hence why my joy comes from Feeling what I feel and knowing that I'm, it's okay not to be okay. So even when I'm not okay, it's not toxic positivity that you see me expressing that I look happy. One, my happiness is a choice, right? I know that I am making a choice to be happy. But even though I am making a choice to be happy, I understand that this choice comes with highs and lows. I understand that there are moments where I will be sad. There are moments where I will be confused. There are moments where I will not understand. There are moments when I will be disappointed with the world. There are moments where I will be disappointed with myself. There are moments where I will feel like I don't have enough discipline. The, a myriad of feelings and expectations in the world and myself and and reality and things that you want and things that you don't want, your fears, your confusion, your courage, everything, you will feel. I try to sit and feel them. The best time for me to do that is when I go to bed. I wake up every morning and I tell myself, I say good morning to myself, to the universe, and I tell the universe the things that I'm grateful for. That's what I do when I wake up. But when I go to bed, I try to quickly unpack. 
I apologize to myself if I have lied. I apologize to myself if I have done something wrong. I sit with it. I try to learn the quick lessons and sometimes it works and sometimes I have to revisit it tomorrow. But I am feeling what I feel at all times. And sometimes I believe that those are the things that people don't necessarily like about me. I wear my feelings on my sleeves, right? I don't really have secrets. I tell it all. Yes, there are things that are not for con consumption for everybody. Because just because you're not telling everybody doesn't mean that it's a secret right? I'm not experiencing shame. There's things that you tell this person and things that you tell that person, mainly because of safety or because who can hear what. And you, we have all different types of people and feelings, or I tell my journal, but my truth exists in the fact that I tell the truth to myself. So that is what you guys don't understand. That is why I always seem happy right i always seem happy because i am always in a constant state of unpacking there are people who are not unpacking they are living and existing in a state of denial and because they are living and existing in a state of denial they are then piling up their traumas and all of this trauma has weight Right. And then another thing about the, some ways for you to see that you are experiencing this toxic positivity is right. You're feeling guilty about how you really feel. And you're not feeling guilty about how you really feel because you feel guilty. You're feeling guilty because you have been given. Right. You have been passed down the generational curse of not believing that your feelings should be validated. And I am here to tell you that I validate your feelings. I see you. I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to understand, but I do have to validate that you feel it. And now that you feel it, what do we do about it? What are some ways that we can sit in and understand what we're feeling, where this comes from, why I'm feeling this, and what I'm supposed to be learning from it, and then I can move on to the next stage of a feeling, right? Maybe later, naturally, I can laugh about it, but you still have to go through the feeling. And then those people who tell you that it could be worse. Every fucking thing could be worse. There is nothing in life that can't be worse or better. But that's not what this is about. Right? I live in an apartment. Extremely expensive. Nobody in New York City wants to pay this high-ass rent. But my apartment is beautiful. It's bigger than the average New York City apartment. And yes, I am grateful for that. And I could... And although I pay this high rent, yes, I am grateful that I can afford to pay the rent. Woo! That's a word all in itself. However, that doesn't negate the experience that it's expensive. And yes, it could be worse. Yes, I cannot have the money to pay the rent. Or yes, I could be living in a smaller place and be paying even more rent. What the fuck does that have to do with the is? What does that have to do with the fact that I don't want to pay the rent? And the fact that I deal with the fact that I don't want to pay the rent, in five minutes, I can go back to gratitude, right? That I can afford to pay the rent. But let people sit in the truth. 
We all know it could be worse. I don't need you to fucking tell me. People don't need you to tell them that it can be worse. That is not why they said it. They said it because they're feeling something. They're not okay. Let them not be okay. And then those people who tell you to look at the bright side. That's guess that's the opposite of it could be worse. Look at the bright side. Have you guys ever been in a relationship or seen somebody be in a relationship and the motherfucker beats you and your grandma say at least uh, the motherfucker beats you and your grandmother say at least he pays all the bills? That's that look at that bright side shit. I'm trying not to curse, but y'all can always tell when I've fallen flat and I just can't really take the shit no more. That is some motherfucking generational curses for your ass. That is some we place so little value on a thing. That we tell people to look at the bright side of whatever it is. Look at the bright side, you got a job. Look at the bright side, you got two feet. Look at the bright side, you got a piece of a man. Look at the bright side, she cooks for you. Look at the bright side, they ain't in jail. Look at the bright side, I mean, you could bright side me to death. Why can't we stay right here in the middle? Why can't I feel what I feel? I don't want to fucking look at the bright side yet. Right? I understand that things can be worse. I understand that there isn't always a bright side. But I also understand that I have to travel through this feeling by myself to get to the bright side. Does that make sense? You, we're not allowing people to sit in the feeling and travel through a thing. It's, it's almost like a gut punch. And you're saying, stop! And you're telling people not to go through what they are feeling, right? And it's just so fucking crazy. It's like, give people the freedom to live, right? Here's what I want you guys to understand about toxic positivity. And this, I, I hate the word toxic, right? Fake. This fake shit. Fake happiness. We no longer have to exist in a place of fake happiness. I really want all of us to experience joy and what happiness feel like. And I do want you to understand that it is an inside job. On this journey of life that I am telling you to travel down, let me tell you what ain't out there. Joy and happiness is not on the journey. Joy and happiness is a decision that you make when you get in the motherfucking car. It's a perspective. But anywho, feel your emotions. If you have spent years ignoring and suppressing your feelings, I am telling you that it is building up and it is going to create a mental instability that's going to feel like the weight of a mountain is on your back. And then that is what becomes so hard to untangle and to chip away at. Feel what you feel. We went over that. It is okay not to be okay. You don't have to be happy and positive all fucking day long. You have to be you. People say that's not normal to me. The fuck is normal mean? It's normal because it's attached to me. People tell me, oh, you dressed. What the fuck is strange? Who wrote the book on what's normal, on what matches, on who's the who? Who is the they? Right? Before you can go out into the world and be a part of the greater thing, you first have to know who the fuck you are. 
Because strength comes from knowing who you are. You, it is easy to be a follower when you don't know who you are. Do you guys understand what I am saying? Don't search for the silver lining, right? Don't search for it. Just fucking be. The silver lining will come when you are ready. You already usually know the silver lining. The silver lining could be in the future, but if you don't get there, you ain't never going to know that shit. Recognize when people are giving you these toxic positivity comments. All those things about it could have been worse. Or look for the, what's the word that I said? Look for the bright side. Look at the bright side. Listen for those and check people. You know what people, what I just got from all of this? You got to be your own advocate. Right? And you got to develop empathy. And not just empathy for those out in the world. You got to develop empathy for yourself. No. You got to develop empathy for yourself. This emotional avoidance is just a coping strategy used to push away or minimize any internal distress. And I am telling you that it just means that you had the inability to deal with discomfort. And that's the goal, right? The goal is that you gain skills to teach you how to deal with your internal discomfort. Because the problem with internal discomfort is that you can hide it for a while from the outside world. But who you cannot hide from is yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't hide from yourself. Which is why you have to give yourself empathy. Which is why you have to give yourself permission to give yourself a hug. Which is why you have to give yourself empathy that even... And and also, this is something that I want to end with, right? You got to choose your village and your circle wisely. Because toxic people, broken people, traumatized people, if they are not in the business of healing, they can over only give you and offer you what they got. And they not and that may not be what you need. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? You got to understand that when you are feeling a thing, you got to surround yourself with those who are going to validate you who are going to see you, who are going to allow you to exist in the you that is you, who are not going to allow you to brush your feelings up underneath the rug and then it just grow and pile up. And then when you are not here, everyone's going to say, what happened? What happened was they've been fucking faking. And I am trying to tell you guys to stop faking and live a whole life. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.